Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. One part of this message was birthed about a week ago. Um, I was thinking about and meditating on the coming year. And then just a few days ago, I was standing on a bridge over the Tummel, the River Tummel. And believe it, <laughs> believe it or not, the message from the days was like, no, it was confirmed. So it was like, there we go. So we know that's, that's a good start. And, um, but this other part of the message I'd like to deliver to you first came from good friends of ours abroad. And, and I went, once I'd read it, I thought, I cannot not share this with the church. And um, I still believe it's important for us to hear both parts of the message this morning as we spring forth into this new year. And this series we're doing in January is called Spring Forth. So this, the series is called Spring Forth. Um, you know, we're sitting having our porridge this morning, and Linda said to me, you know, people are just, we're doing our devotional thing, and Linda said to me, you know, people are just looking for hope in the new year. New hope, especially in a new year, you want new hope. And many people looking for something that will get them through maybe the dismal months of January, February, into March. And what do they call January? is like the Monday of months, you know. It can be, can be quite heavy. A lot of people looking to turn over a new leaf, Begin a discipline that they've tried before or maybe one that they've given up after it didn't work out. Maybe, maybe they felt they failed at it. Remember, failure is not fatal. Failure is just part of being built up and increasing and growing through life. And um, some people want to just do something that benefits or improves their lives in a new year. So, you know, maybe I'm going to give something up in the new year and try and make it stick this time. But I want to let you know that God doesn't ask us to give things up just for the sake of giving things up. He only asks us to give things up for the sake of having something that's worthy of having, and that's him. That's having, having life in him. And so a lot of times, I'm going to give this up, I'm going to give that. Now, I'd, I would certainly agree that there are plenty of things that we should give up that might be like an anchor around, you know, ar- around our lives. But God says, if you're going to give, give things up, give things up for the sake of having some, something more, and you'll find that in me. Amen? And there's, if you're on social media, even on the TV, it's awash with things right now that you can hook into or join that's going to help you get through this year. And I want to say this to you this morning, no scheme of man is going to bring you the 2023 that you desire. No human invention is going to bring you the fulfillment that you need. Sometimes new year, new me. And they say, or they say to you, new year, new you, subscribe to this easy to follow formula for your best year ever. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. 
You're going to find all sorts of philosophies for life out there at the beginning of this year. People are looking to engage with something that will bring them hope and that will bring them fulfillment. And do you know what I think a lot of it's to do with? It's to help us to get over our yesterdays. I want something that's going to help me get over my yesterdays and enable a better tomorrow. And that's why I want to share this message that my friend um, Bruce Strawn has sent to us. And I haven't rephrased this because I could not say it any better than he could. So I'm just reading what he sent to me. And it talks about having security from our yesterdays, security in our today, and security for our tomorrows. And the verse that we're going to is in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 15. And in the NLT it says this, What is happening now has happened before, and what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. Amen? There's never any change. Summer, winter, spring or fall, there's seasons in life. The New King James Version says, that which, that which is has already been. And what is to be has already been. And God requires an account of what is past. God requires an account of what is past. At the conclusion of the year, we tend to turn with eager, eagerness to all that God has for our future. This is normal. However, if we fail to properly process the past year, anxiety can arise when we remember our yesterdays. The memory of yesterday's sin the memory of yesterday's failures, the memory of yesterday's blunders, poor decisions, poor choices. These tend to dilute our present enjoyment of God's grace and our hope for the future in him. So process the year ending by recognizing that God is the God of your yesterdays and realize that he allows the memory of them to turn the past into a ministry of spiritual growth for the future. Hallelujah. God reminds us of the past to protect us from a shallow security in the present. We mustn't let our enthusiasm for the future blind us to our constant need for God. Amen. God has got to be in our future. He has to be. We all is lost if he isn't. Amen. Moving on to security for tomorrow. The verse is Isaiah 52, 12. For you shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. In the NLT it puts it, puts it really nicely. It says there from verse 11, get out, get out and leave your captivity where everything you touch is unclean. Get out of there and purify yourselves. 
you who carry home the sacred objects of the Lord. You will not leave in a hurry running for your lives, for the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. Amen. You know, God will send out his forces where we fail to do so. We often, use, we often fail to use all that God has given us. We often, God has given us all these things at, their, at our disposal, but we don't use them. And it says here, God will send his forces out where we have failed to do so. So sometimes when we're ignorant or we take things for granted, God is covering us by his great grace. You know, we should be thankful for the grace of God. In fact, thankfulness, let thankfulness, you know, when God sees a thankful heart, he also sees a heart that has got room for more of him. And so, so many times we are, we are so unthankful. And I, I know we're thankful generally, but sometimes we get, blasphemy. we just get, do you know what, I'm owed this or I, I deserve this. But really, we should be thankful. We're thankful to drink clean water every morning, put on clean clothes, eat nice food and have a roof over our head and have a church with a few heaters in it. You know, hallelujah. Be thankful. Be thankful. He will keep watch so that we will not be tripped up again by the same failures. He will keep watch so we will not be tripped up again by our yesterdays. As, were, as would undoubtedly happen if he were not our rear guard. And God's hand reaches back to the past. Listen to this. This is awesome. God's hand reaches back to the past, settling all the claims against your conscience. Let the past rest, but let it rest in the sweet embrace of Jesus Christ. And finally, security for today. Isaiah 52, the same verse, verse 12. You shall not go out with haste. Don't be hasty this year. Haste means unnecessarily quick action, rash decisions, thinking, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, this is, this, I'm in my grind. I'm, this, is how I, this is how I roll. It's like I'm just do-do-do-do-do, zigzag everywhere. But God is saying, don't make rash decisions. Don't be hasty. Bruce, my friend, is Texan, and he says in Texas, they say haste makes waste. As we go forth into the coming year, let it not be in the haste of impetuous, forgetful delight, nor with the quickness of impulsive thoughtfulness. Are there any impulsive people here today? <laughs> Loads of my hand goes up too. But let us go out with the patient power of knowing that the God of Israel will go before us. And then it gets really, this, this, this really gripped me. Our yesterdays hold broken and irreversible things for us. It's true that we've lost opportunities that will never return. But God can transform this destructive anxiety into a constructive thoughtfulness for the future. Isn't, doesn't that just give you hope? 
Again, let the past rest, but let it rest in the sweet embrace of Christ. And here I'm finishing this part with this. Leave the broken and irreversible past in his hands and step out into the invincible future with him. An invincible future. Do you know what it means to be invincible? Incapable of being conquered. You can't conquer me because I'm invincible. The Superman lives inside me. I'm invincible. When I take off this jumper, there's a blue shirt with a big yellow and red S on it. So I keep my jumper on. Amen. You cannot be defeated or subdued. Hallelujah. That was the first part of the message I wanted to get to you. It came from abroad, but then you know what they say. Um, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of them who bring good news from afar. Hallelujah. And now I want to share something that this confirmation that I had on the river, Tummel Bridge. And uh, we, we had the, the pleasure of spending a couple of days up in the highlands. Well, if you call Pitlochry area the highlands, I'm not, <laughs> not really sure, but it's very beautiful. You know, if you drive up there, well, you don't have to, actually, you can drive around Fairly Moor, actually, and see the same thing. Thousands of streams flow off of the hills in Scotland. Thousands, thousands of streams. Springs, rainwater, snowmelt, means that everything from a tiny rivulet to a huge waterfall comes down these mountains and down these hills. They all come down these hills and they gather into rivers and lochs. And each one of these streams can be either a trickle or it can be a powerful, powerful flow. And all of them, though, have to submit to one law of nature. Do anyone know what that law is? Gravity. Gravity. All these streams flow downhill. Amen. And human engineers figured out that if they harnessed the power of all of this water, they could create electricity. So they created hydropower, converting the flow of all of this water through a turbine that drives a generator and produces megawatts and megawatts of electricity all throughout the Grampians and the Highlands. That's where they get all their power from. We've got plenty of power in this land. So before I go any further, I took a wee video, and I had no intention of showing this in church, I have to be honest with you. So excuse the, the, the filmmanship, but just watch this wee video clip a second. There we go. So that's just, the river was so powerful. 
I mean, I, I, you know, you hear stories of people that get into trouble around rivers. There was, the river was so powerful. The flow of water was so powerful. It was actually, I did use the word awesome. I know we sometimes have a laugh about what we reserve the use of the word awesome for, but it was truly awesome, all this water coming down and coming through there. And it started to get me to think and kind of started to form a vision in my head of all of these rivulets and streams of water coming together to form something powerful. And I thought, it's a reflection of the church. It's a reflection of our lives. Because sometimes we just feel like we're a trickle. Sometimes we feel like we're a raging, cascading waterfall. But they all flow into a loch or a river. And you can harness the power of all of that flow. And God says... This morning, if you feel like you've been, your, your spiritual life has been in a trickle, he says, you can increase. The wellspring of life is inside you. That trickle can become a more powerful flow. And in John chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Jesus replied, this is the, the, in, the, the woman at the well, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. So there's a fresh bubbling spring in everyone who's received the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes we feel like where's, it's dried up. Where's, it, where's, where's the power? Where's it gone? But Jesus says that if you drink the water I'm giving you, you won't be thirsty again because there will be a spring inside of you that will give you, it will be a river of life. And not only a river of life to you and your family, but to the people around you. You know, no matter what 2023 brings, can we say at the end of this year, my cups run over. My cups run over. God's good. He's always good. And even though we may experience difficulty this year, no doubt we will experience difficulty. I will still declare and won't stop believing that God is good and he will keep my cup running over because he's the spring that never dries up. He never dries up. And so I want to say if there's anything that we can do this year, church, it's don't dry up. Don't dry up. Some of us might feel that the spring has waned a little bit or maybe a lot, but it hasn't. Sometimes it's just like our lives are buckets with holes in. You know, and I've had at one, at one time I had no bottom in my bucket. <laughs> you couldn't hold anything in my bucket. But sometimes it feels like that. But God's a giving God. And all we have to do is to position ourselves to receive. He is a giver and we are receivers. So we are a receptacle. We are, are we ready to receive the overflow? Are we ready to receive that water of life? And how, how preciously will we hold that within our lives? Amen. 
All we've got to do is position ourselves to receive. You know, the river and the loch, they're just there. All that water flows into them, and they're ready. They just suck it all up. They just absorb it all, and then it flows downstream. And that's where walking in his ways comes in when we're talking at communion there. When we walk in his ways, we, are, we put ourselves in a position to be filled. So if, we, if you don't have that overflowing experience, and I know that some people say, well, we don't walk around overflowing with joy all the time, and we, don't, we, don't, we just don't do that. But some of us have, have been so bereft of it, so bereft of it, that we feel discouragement setting in and hopelessness and all of these different things. So walking in his ways, when we position ourselves to walk in his ways, we will receive. And how do we get into that position? I'll give you a few. The first and the most important one, go ye into all the world and make disciples. This is going to be a year of discipleship. This is going to be a year Running up to April when we have our discipleship seminar, and after that, we're going to focus on more effective discipleship. So if you want to position yourselves under the overflow, what's the first thing we need to do? Go ye into all the world, because he will equip you. He'll give you the overflow to do that. Observe the commands of the Lord. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. But if we walk in disobedience, do we take ourselves out of position? Yeah. Make every effort to keep unity. This is another very important part of this morning's message. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Put on love. When you put on love, you position yourself right under the spout where God's glory comes comes out. You really do. Because God is glorified when there is love, when there is unity. Amen? Amen. Agreement. The Bible says in Amos, can two walk together unless they agree about where they're going? And I know we don't maybe not agree on everything, but we must have unity and and, and agreement on the main. At least let's agree on what the, the word of God says. Amen? So his cup is always full and overflowing. Heaven's reign is always available. So how do we harness that reign? And how do we see it bring change to dry lives, thirsty lives? You know, we can give them soup, but we've got more. We can give them bread and cakes and soup, but we've got more to offer. Hallelujah? Amen? Amen? We need the spring in our heart to keep flowing. So we have to desire the Holy Spirit's rain to fall on us and keep falling. Amen. And overflow in our lives. Spring up a well inside my soul. Spring up a well. Take control. We give our lives over. This year, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that your Holy Spirit will direct our minds. Pray that every morning. Father God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit directs my thoughts today, directs my minds. Spring up a well. John 7, 37 says, On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood up and called out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, so if there's anyone thirsty, let him come to me and drink. 
Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. When I just see us all as streams getting more powerful and more powerful, all flowing in, down into this, this um, body, of, um, using water as a context, and then God is take, taking that and he's generating power out of that, the same way as the hydro engineers took all that power and made electricity. And he was speaking about the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. For the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. So in nature, gravity brings everything together. But in the kingdom, what brings everything together? Unity. Unity born out of love and centered on Jesus Christ. Unity generates fruit. Unity is powerful and it generates fruit. And that's why when we come together and work together, we will see fruit. When we work together, we'll see fruit. We're going to see more fruit this year. Thank God for what we are doing on the other side of town. But this year is going to go to another level. I believe that. And just as I bring this to a close, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Psalm 87 verse 7. This is a great psalm actually. <laughs> because it actually talks about how God, you know God doesn't, I never thought God had any more of a liking or a preference for one form of worship over another. We all as Christians, hopefully every day we give devotion time, we worship, we pray. But you know what God really loves to see? His people together worshiping him. His people together giving him praise. Do you know that God actually, it's, it's a cut above for God when he sees us coming together. And the very last verse of Psalm 87 says, both the singers and the players on instruments say this, all of my springs are in you. All of my springs are are in you. And I thought, what does that mean? And this psalm is a song sung about how God takes pleasure more than in anything else in seeing his people together. In this context, they were in Zion. What's Zion another name for? Jerusalem or Zion, heaven. Together, worshiping him together, not in private, publicly. Publicly. Publicly publicly worshiping him. And now we think, well, that's great. Jerusalem was the place of the temple. The, the Ark of the Covenant was there, which meant that God's presence was there. Amen? And the people were, they were like, we're so privileged to be um, people of this holy city, Jerusalem. Because every single thing that they had, every good thing, every happiness, every peace, every blessing emanated from there because God's presence was there. Their fountain of life was there because God's presence was there. And they were all Hebrew, you know, they would all have been devout, dutiful Hebrew families Every day they would have given God their worship, their offerings. They would have made their sacrifices. They would have done what was expected of them. And this is what God looks at us and he says, 
Have you ever thought about this, God? What is your expectation of me on a daily basis? What, are you, what is your expectation? Meditate on that and see what, you, what, what the Holy Spirit speaks to you. But they all had all of this to do. Now, they could have stopped there and said, do you know what? We do all of this. This is us doing our duty as Jewish people. But God took even more pleasure, and they recognized this from them coming together to worship together. And in the final verse, they're just simply acknowledging God, all my springs are in you. All of my, you are my source. You, that spring of life that bubbles up, he is the source. Amen. And now we live under a new covenant and a better covenant, don't we? So what does that mean about God's presence? It's no longer contained within one place in a temple. We are living temples. So we can access God's presence wherever we are. If you're driving over to do business somewhere and you take 10 minutes on your car on the side of the road, you can have God's presence. You can access God's presence. If you're making the porridge in the morning, you can enjoy God's presence. If you're, if you're working, making soup, you can have God's presence. We can access God's presence wherever we are now. Amen. The last scripture, Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road. I will even, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. So that I I feel on my heart that, that as we go through January, we meditate on that, the spring springing forth into this year and just um, remembering that he's, when we receive Jesus Christ, he says there's a spring bubbling up inside of you and uh, we, we just have to position ourselves to stay full and overflowing and I know that might sound simple but you know what, as someone said and I don't like um, cliches but some people says give up to go up. Sometimes we do have to lay things down we have to lay certain things down and leave certain things in our yesterdays to position ourselves for what God has for us. Let us not, family, let us not disqualify ourselves from God's grace through our ignorance, which is taking his grace for granted. And remember and revere Sunday mornings. Revere. Sunday mornings, we're here together. When John's lovely voice comes over the tannoy, take your seats. Take your seats. Get ready for worship. Get ready. This is going to be a good year. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.